Hey folks, this is the second part of our interview with pastry chef, Mississippi native and friend of the podcast, Lee Lamson Quay. If you have not yet listened to last week's episode, we encourage you to go back and listen to that episode first because the entirety of the apps portion of our interview with her can be found there. Also, to answer your questions, yes, this is the same Lee from the Quarantine Podcast series that we did on previous episodes on this very podcast, and we will be airing a follow-up episode with her and our other guests from that time in a few weeks, so stay tuned for that. This, however, is part two of her origin story. If you have stories of your own, we'd love to hear them here, so feel free to email us at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you have any questions, as you folks have been doing, please continue to do so. We'd love to talk to you. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's get on with it. Oh, hi. You're listening to Service from Hell, a podcast featuring people that are currently in customer service positions or the lucky few that got out and all the good, bad, and infinitely irritating things that go along with that work. I'm actor and writer Kate Gaffney, and I'm uniquely qualified to discuss this as I currently work at a very busy and very popular comedy club in Los Angeles. And at least one of you listening right now has probably grabbed me and told me that you were ready to eat order when I was running around like a crazy person. So let's eat. We are back and now it's time for the entrees. Okay, Lee. So this is the speedy speed round of questions just about customer service. So um, what was your first job ever? You answered this, but you can answer it again. I worked at a candy store in Mississippi called Nandy's Candy and it still is open today. Is it really? And uh, my boss, Nancy King is still, I'm still very close with her. And uh, I started when I was 14 because you could get a job at 14 then. God damn. Yep. And uh, it was awesome. And it sort of, is full circle why I ended up back in food, but at the time didn't feel like it was a real job, quote unquote. And now I'm like, it's what I want to do with the rest of my life. Oh, I love that. What were you doing for them? Just like serving up candy? Oh yeah. I was just, um, we made all of our own candy. So it wasn't just like a candy store where they sold jelly bellies. Like we made our own chocolates and um, it was American (sighs) style. It wasn't like high end. Like I just left SLS, but fudge. but we made fudge, we made pralines, we made divinity, we made... Um, Fuck's divinity. Divinity's like white globs of sugar and egg oh, whites and it's... Get in my mouth. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like salivating just thinking about Same. the high I get from that sugar. <laughs> oh. I gave up sugar for Lent. I'm not even Catholic, but I gave up sugar for Lent just trying. And I was like, I snuck cookies last night. I was like, I can't do this. This is too hard. It's hard. It's Honestly, hard. I don't even... I'm a pastry chef, but I really... Only thing I ever... I crave chocolate. Mm, same. And I crave booze because I drink too much booze. <laughs> if I stopped drinking, I think I sound like an alcoholic on yeah, this podcast, but I swear I am not. <laughs> no, if I stop drinking, I'm not to the point where I get shakes, <laughs> but I definitely notice if I'm not drinking for like a week. If I, Because I take breaks, whatever. But sure. like if I'm not drinking for like a couple weeks, you I feel better. want sugar. So I want. Oh, of course. Rose said the same thing. Yeah. It's like, because it, booze is sugar. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Cool. How many customer service shops have you had? And feel free to count. So we have the the, so the candy shop is candy one. Store, it, ca- it counts, right? The, Absolutely. you're doing like... You're interacting yeah. with customers. Okay. So candy store. And then my first job in Boston was at an ice cream shop called Emac and Bolio's on Newbury Street. Okay. And I was scooping ice cream. So you, wait, did you stay at the candy shop all throughout high school? And then when you went to college, you, you got your next job? Or were you only at the candy shop for a little while? No, I was at the candy shop all through high school. Okay. So that was your mate. You you stick around at jobs. You're they're lucky I'm, to I'm have you. I'm loyal to a fault. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay, so it was candy shop. Then it was the Newberry Street ice cream. You want to talk? You want to call my therapist right now? <laughs> no, no, no. Now we go. That's a different podcast, girl. <laughs> okay. Um. No. So then Emac and Bolio's in Boston was my first job, and then that lasted for like a semester, probably after my mom was like. My mom sent me to school going, I don't want you to work. I want you to focus on your your schoolwork and da da da. da. And then at Christmas, she's like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> But I'm going to need you to get a job. And I was like, oh, you mean the 20 I'm slipping to the bouncer at the club is hurting you? Because I'm 18. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Anyway, so Emac and Bolio's. And then I got a job. And then my roommate, my best friend, Danny, who had gotten a cocktail job at the Comedy Connection, got me a job there. So then that was like... That carried you through. For the rest of my... Yeah. And then I... Girl, you know, I always had 12 jobs, though. So (laughs) I had that job, but then... I decided I needed another job because I wasn't busy enough. So then I got a job at a brew house in Harvard Square called the Brew Moon. Oh, and that's why I learned about craft beer. Okay. And I hated that place, though. I was just like, oh, it was craft beer is kind of boring. I had to do that for a while. I mean, it was just food service. And I just realized over and over again that I do not like food service because you actually have to care. (laughs) (laughs) And I was 
just like, I yes, don't pesto on that spread. fucking care that you don't want salmon on your salmon salad. I think you should shove that up your ass. Also, Natalie Portman. Oh, yeah, I, I want that to be true. So true. Oh, because she went to Harvard. Yeah, she went. She was there. My sister was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh way. Okay. Well, we dare. All right. So, so then you went from. <laughs> okay. Wait. So I'm still counting. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so okay. we're at three. We're at four. three. Wait. Wait. Can't no. Shot? Four. Four. We're at four. And yeah, then, yeah. um. Oh my God. This is hard. This is like how many people have you slept with? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're the first person I've interviewed to say that. It's so true. It's true. It's like if as soon as you start working at customer service, you win it. I'm like fuck. Because <laughs> now I have to count all the teeny little jobs too. That turns okay. out you do. That's okay, how this so, works. Punky had like a bunch. My last guest had 17. Okay. So then I had, um, I worked at a place called Explore Boston in. What is that? It's a, it was like a little touristy shop in Faneuil Hall. So I think the, I've seen it. I it was, feel like... it was like a, you had to go in, you could buy tickets to the trolley tours. You yeah, could buy duck tour right. tickets. You yeah. could buy t-shirts and stuff like that. So were you like a selling people on the excursion kind of person? No, I was just standing behind the register. Oh, okay. My friend Christy, who was a waitress at the comedy connection for a while was like the manager of this place so she's like do you need because i was getting ready to move to san diego she's like do you need extra money so she was like do you want to i just need i had just graduated and we were there that whole summer so it was my summer job okay but that's customer service 100 percent. you're interacting with assholes yeah, yeah right. so that's five okay and then was the la jolla oh no then, you, you you well you got the the beachfront thing no la jolla was first for me and then oh, okay. the beachfront thing okay so that's and la then so we're at seven I worked at a psychic bookshop down the street from the La Jolla Comedy Store. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to need more information. So it's called the Psychic Eye. And it was two blocks down from La Jolla Comedy Store. Never a more Southern California thing than that kind of bullshit. Dude, I was like, I needed a jo- like I needed another job. Oh, I get and it. this was like, <laughs> I get it. Somehow in between. I don't remember. No, this may have been before. So maybe Lahaina started a year after the comedy store in La Jolla. Okay. Because the psychic bookstore was definitely like right when I moved there. Okay. And it was hilarious because I realized people think just, I don't want to give too much information about myself, but <laughs> I love when people think that I am sort of like flighty. Oh and, yeah. And don't, know what's happening i kind of i play I can, that up too because then you get can away with manipulate I, I'm, I'm actually kind of the same way i love it i lean into it, especially men who like oh, want to patronize men. me I'm like yeah. oh you're so right and mm. oh it's brutal. i mean i do it with men in general too because same. i'm like <laughs> oh you think you're the only one for me oh, this is anyway. now twice as re- <laughs> mentioned wanting to be single <laughs> Dear God, we love you, David. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But it's just like, it's so easy. Anyway, but so it's the psychic easy. bookstore had decided that because I'm a Libra, I was flighty <laughs> and and things would just happen to me. Like my car tire would get flat regularly. And so I would just call in all the time and be like, I can't because whatever the fuck happened. Oh, so you were hired, but you would have a reason not to go in? Yeah, because they were I insane. <laughs> I will die. But I didn't want them to like light black skull candles for me. <laughs> So I just played out the dumb side because I was like, Cause you're like, I don't want you to have a voodoo doll with my face on dude, it. If they think I'm retarded, they're never going to voodoo me. You know what I mean? So I just went with retarded. But we work at a comedy club. She I'm sorry. Uses the retarded. R hard R. Yep. Hard R. Oh, hey, Rick Ingram. How you living? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and okay. I'm also like 41. So I think oh, God, that's you still like a part. You're 100. You're not old. Anyway. But I think going. vocabulary wise, yeah, that's like different. a part of it. Yeah. I'm st- I'm like over the cutoff for when that stopped being okay. And it's really hard for me to let go of that. Anyway, okay. so we're on eight. Yes. And then I kind of need, I just want to jump in. What did you have to do for the psychic shop when you actually did show up for work? Were you just ca- cashing people out to get oh, yeah, psychic I was just readings? Called, I was, yeah, I was just, people were buying books. They were buying crystals. Oh, they it was were one buying, of those. Oh, they one did of those readings and so I scheduled readings. Oh, okay. But then they also were, it was a bookstore. They sold tarot cards. They oh, sold okay, crystals. Okay, okay. They sold all that shit. Exactly. I mean, honestly, think. like I do really like I have, I'm very into same. So am I, that some of that. Stuff. So am I, but the people like, and some of the people were very legit, but yeah. then some of the people were just gay and dramatic. And I was like, <laughs> you needed to like exacerbate your gay drama by working at a psychic <laughs> bookstore. Like, come on, I dude, just, I'm going to ins- do a show. <laughs> gonna insert here lee has no problem with the gay community she has a lot of friends she's made reference to several on this podcast they are specific humans not the community at large i just want that on record i have a very big problem with saying the right thing so i just yeah. want everybody she's to know doing that her best. i love everybody and i mean well she doesn't mean well and i dig myself into a hole Which all she, the time and i'm so glad was, and i'm trying to fix it i'm so glad i'm not a performer <laughs> 
Okay. And, okay. <laughs> Get back to it. We're at eight. <laughs> We're at eight. Let's move through. Okay. So the psychic bookshop was last. Then did we count? Oh, we counted La Jolla and Lahaina. Those are on there. That would be The psychic shop is eight. So then did you move directly from that to LA comedy store? LA Comedy Store and the Glendale Pool oh, Hall. Yeah. So we're at 10. We're at 10. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't count working in a kitchen as necessary. It is indirectly customer service. But for the purposes of this, like when you were the when you were being a pastry chef under the various people, the lovely people you've gotten to work for, I wouldn't. Right. I would indirectly call that customer service. But because you didn't have to interface with customers in person, I would not count those. So part of the well, we'll get to that. Okay. So part Uh-oh. of because part of the SLS is interacting with customers. But oh it's shit, a, it's a different it. it's a different job. But I'll I'll explain that. So okay, got Glendale, and then we have the Boneyard Bistro, which was in Sherman Oaks. Oh, did we talk about this barbecue? It was the one that I worked at when I was oh. trying to leave the comedy store. So. I was there for four months. Okay. So we're at 11. Yes. Okay. And I also just remembered that I went home for the summer in Mississippi and worked at a place called the Woodlands for the summer. And that was a steakhouse. Oh God. You super have to care at a steakhouse. I did actually care at that point. It was before I stopped caring completely. (laughs) Okay. We're at 12. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I don't think I've worked at any other. Okay. So that was the end of, then I got jobs and like, I got jobs in bakery called the cookie Casa, but that doesn't count. Cause I mean, I did deliveries and stuff for them, but it wasn't like a customer and like you weren't interacting with customers. It was all like, were you affected by the external people in like a positive and or negative way? Meaning they would tip you or they would complain about you or no. any of, okay. So that not really. Count then. Yeah. Okay, so we're at 12, but, um, and then a chocolate shop, um, but also very, um, wholesale, not retail. Okay. So, um, yeah, and, then Alakwa, but Alakwa was not again i was just i was back at the house and then the sls i was so the sls has a pastry kitchen and then they have the patisserie at the bazaar oh so you did have to interface we're yeah. at 13 so we okay. weren't selling anything no but you're but yeah. we were the customers would come up and it would be like disneyland for them because yeah. the way it's set up i don't know if 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 none of you have been to the SLS patisserie at oh the my bazaar, God, go. it's so awesome. It's fun. It's like a <laughs> it big experience. It's yeah. like we had a hundred or something just, uh, just under a hundred kinds of plated desserts plus chocolates and different kinds of candies and essentially a hundred options of things that you could buy for your dessert. So and you, everybody behind the counter can answer all your questions yes. too. If you have any specific question, I mean, that part is really actually spectacular. If you, you ask them know. anything, they know. I mean, and what's, you know, what's hard is like a lot of people who I didn't, I started in production in the back of the house. So by the time I got up to patisserie, I had already made everything that we sold. So you could answer so it literally was really everything. Because I had memorized all the recipes because everything is such so repetitive. But if you start in patisserie, which some people do, it's really hard because you have to sort of create, you have to create this knowledge of something that you've never actually, like, I really function on having my hands get dirty Same. and like learning by doing. Sure. And a lot of them just had to get thrown in and then cool. learn things before they really knew anything about it. I would have hated to have done it that way. I mean, people did it and they were fine, but it just, but anyway, so that counts. I think so that's yes. 13. Yep. I think it's lucky 13. I think that's where yeah, I think we're on 13. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot, but that's not as many as I've heard. And like, damn, lucky 13. Well, I mean, Abington Avenue counts as 14, I think, because I am. Yes. I you am are interfacing. interacting with people and I'm yeah. having to meet the demands and like people do do people ever come at you with specific i mean like i asked you for gluten-free but you people you, come with me i that's i pride myself on being able to be very specific with people like i awesome. really really want to give people a chance to ask me for something that they haven't had since they were a kid and they want to try to recreate it or you know like jesus i think i told you a story about jesus well do you want to wait for no talk about it on here well is it nice yeah wait Okay. Okay. So what was your favorite job of all of those jobs? The 14 that you just mentioned? I mean, I think the comedy store. Okay. La Jolla or LA or both? LA, but both. But I think LA more now because it's, it's as an adult, like having, like being in a, being a fully formed human now, because I was so young when I, I was 21 when I started in La Jolla. I was so like, now I feel like I am who I am 150%. Sure. And I can fully enjoy or not like some things, but like I'm so opinionated and 100% confident in my opinions about how I feel about <laughs> things. It's just more fun that way. Yeah. Because you can really fully enjoy something or fully not enjoy something, but it like you're you're confident about it and you can move on from it very quickly because it doesn't mean anything anymore because you're not like forming who you are. Sure. But because of all those things, coming back to... Like, I'm grateful for my other jobs, and I loved my other jobs, especially at the SLS. 
Oh yeah, this but, question isn't meant to be like everything else sucked. It's just but the which comedy is your... store is definitely and will definitely be the most long-standing thing in my life in my adult life. Okay, it is the most constant thing in my adult life. Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds like it has been. Okay, and what? Which was your least favorite of all the fourteen? Boneyard Bistro. <laughs> I'm surprised you can remember that was the four month steakhouse. Yeah, but it was just really, and I don't think it was all their fault. I think it was just really stressful times for me because of. Mark Tarosi, the terrible manager at the comedy store. I'm going to just keep repeating his name so everybody remembers <laughs> First it. And last and never hires him. Um, so cutting. Okay. But it was just really hard because I was trying to, I had managed this crazy schedule with the comedy store, but trying to do that and re like reintroduce myself to food, like really, high, it was really high end barbecue and a craft beer restaurant. No, you they have to know everything. 40 beers on tap. Nope. That changed every day nope i had to know everything about every beer and i had to know that st louis ribs have more fat than pork i mean i know that i'm a chef so ultimately like i it's good interested in it sure and i'm it's not that i wasn't interested but i was under so much stress and going to school and all this stuff and i was you were going to school at the same time you're working both of those jobs yeah girl no it was insane no that's too much so it just became like a that was it felt like a burden. That job no, felt like yeah, a burden. It felt less of a burden to go to work and eat shit with the shithead manager than sure. it did to have to go and be the best food server that I could be. Well, and I think that's that's an important distinction that we should like make so that people listening know that God bless the people that work at like a Morton's or I, I don't know what like the sort of middle of the country equivalent is of like a, an incredibly high end steakhouse. Where Ruth's you have, Chris, maybe. Ruth Chris. Okay, yeah. that's a good example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you have like different fork for every course and you have to know that you know there's like sherbet in between and the the, the various like palate like, cleansers yeah and, and the cocktails that go with various and some courses. people are great at that job god and bless I them think that they are super talented and yes. deserve to own houses from yes. those jobs yes like yes they deserve it yes because it is a full-on skill yes. that they do not get enough credit for absolutely i mean it's kind of like we yeah we could lump the, yeah anyone with vast amount of knowledge that we as a society have just decided is like a throwaway my friend managed is a, a Morton, the Mortons of Beverly Hills. And the amount of, he started at the back of the house and the amount of information that man knows is astounding. It's and insane. I just, I, I just don't have the patience to learn all of that and to care that much. I just don't to care that much at that. I mean, Ugh. I definitely, it went out, you know what I do think, you know, I do think the comedy store is at fault for me not caring. <laughs> they force you into that. If you care, you're going to, you'll get buried. Yeah. I cared for way too long. And, and the thing is, I, I think I have a fine line of caring and not caring. Sure. Like I definitely, I mean, I definitely go from zero to go fuck yourself <laughs> really quickly. That's the comedy store makes you do that. But you, it's such high volume. Yes. It's like, you can't, you can't take the time no. to care enough because there isn't time there's no time so it's not personal no. don't take it personal but also take if you're fucking with me please take it personally because <laughs> i'm gonna come i'm coming your ass. at you <laughs> do not fuck with me but it's i like you on fire but i'm also a lot of times i have customers come up to me and go you're the first friendly face i've seen since i've gotten here thank you so much wow and it's because i i know that i work in customer service i am right. not unappreciative or ungrateful and i a hundred percent am a perfectionist and i and i work really hard at what i at anything that i do same how you do one thing's how you do everything exactly i feel that way and i get very frustrated with entitled people oh come on in the wait staff in la a lot not just at the store but everywhere oh my god i'm like you don't deserve this job just because you're an out-of-work actor yeah i am so you're pretty and you're pretty five go fuck yourself yourself. how many headshots were you asked for when you first got Girl, every single job I applied for minus one office job that I got because I knew somebody Mm -hmm. headshots to everything. Yeah. And it didn't just have to be customer service. You had to bring a headshot. I just started to think that was normal. Really? Yes. I mean, I didn't apply for other jobs besides management and they didn't ask for headshots because I don't think they wanted you competing with their clients. (laughs) (laughs) But like the comedy store was the only place that I applied that didn't ask for fucking. I'm like, I am not. Listen, Punky, Punky talked about that too. Punky was like, listen, I went with like, she had on like a full on, not suit and tie, but like whatever the equivalent is like skirt and a briefcase. Do you want to know what she wore to the comedy store? Were interview? you there when she interviewed? I'll die. Yes. Were you really? Yes. She, oh, she was so her. cute. I bet she was. She said she was like, bitch, it was my briefcase. Oh, she had on gray slacks. I'll die. A button up pink 
shirt. She mentioned that. She said it was salmon. Mm-hmm. It was pink, bitch. <laughs> it was baby pink or blush or whatever. It was not salmon. Whatever it was. <laughs> um, it, she had on a belt and she had on a, t- a gray and it was like a striped gray tie. God bless her. And she had her dreads pulled back in a little. No, she didn't. Uh-huh. No, she didn't. Oh my god! And like, were you were you there for her originally? This is so derailed. I wasn't there for the interview. I was there for the like they asked her to stay or something. Yeah, she had to work. She, yeah, that's what she they said. asked her to stay or something like that. I'll die. Yeah. Okay, so your least favorite was the barbecue place. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've been asked whilst on the clock of a customer service job, not management? Because management, I I know the comics asked to suck the dick and all that kind of weirdness. But I, like customers like coming to you whether it be a specific change or like do you have this Uh, the number the answers we were getting very early on in the podcast were all sexual and they were all at like nightclubs and whatever job you had it was like come meet me in the bathroom that kind of thing Uh, uh, feel free to answer that but also like was there anything where you were like no i can't hold your pet lizard like no i don't know what you're talking about like (laughs) or anything like that oh oh shit i mean god i'm sure i have really great answers for this question and none of take your time i can edit all this time i'm just like no you're fine do you want to come back to that question maybe because all i can think about right now is like stupid drink orders that that make no sense but i'm sure i have well give me an example of one of those and then we can come back to this question well i mean it was just like or not even the drink orders but like at the i remember i mean natalie portman can i ordered a salmon salad with no salmon i was like what is the point of yeah that? I, I guess i don't understand that why not just order just a salad yeah then? i just was like i looked at her like is she vegetarian vegan she's is vegan she- but i just don't i mean i guess she wanted whatever else was on the salad but it, sure. and but she didn't get any dressing on it either girl no no you got to enjoy your life i'm like what is That's, the fun in that who none. wants to fuck you you're no. boring <laughs> you're crazy <laughs> god bless her okay we'll but, come, but i'm gonna come circle back, back to yeah, that yeah. one all right i'll go oh, back to it and what incident has there been an incident i guess i should say this is this way um has there been an incident where a customer asked you speak to the manager because you you either weren't giving them what they wanted or something happened because punky said like you guys at the store you would just handle business oh one of us was always i mean generally speaking i was they would be like can i speak to the manager and i'd be like yes what can i do for you yeah and punky said the same yeah. thing she was like you're talking to her uh-huh what can i do for you <laughs> really i'm like mm-hmm. uh-huh yep sure i would never go get dean for shit because dean would just give him passes to come back that's what we ha- there's a manager there now that does that yes, i'm very like annoying. we no. don't want these people bad they don't tip and they're terrible stay away i have literally like on kill tony recently i have gone a couple people don't tip me and i'm just like like regulars right i don't know anymore because yeah. uh, he used to have so many regulars and now i feel like it's becoming so popular but i had a couple people a couple dudes like young guys and i might talk to tony in a little bit and be like hey can you talk to your audience but like i was like please never come back you said that straight up yeah Cause they just, they, we don't, they I was like, tip. we don't need you. It's sold out every week. If you're not going to tip the staff, please never come back. And I'll make sure to tell Tony. Did you, I love that you said that. Yeah. Fuck you. And what was their response when you they said that? They just are stunned, like <laughs> pissing themselves. <laughs> They're like, no, they've one never had a woman speak to them like that before. <laughs> Especially not in like a service industry yeah. where we desperately need tips. Yeah. And but it's just like, I'm not making any money off of you. And I'm, you're losing money. I'm losing this money. This is the thing I, I wish people, because we have to tip out the bar on the sale, yeah. not the tip. Yeah. I wish people understood that. I mean, in Boston, at least, we tipped out 20% of our tips. But the problem is when you get somebody who's incredibly generous, who made up for all the other people that weren't, you're giving the bar a percentage of that incredible generosity, mm-hmm. which is like, I guess it's not a problem. I was a bartender. I, I would have loved to receive that money too, but it's yeah. like, it's a catch 22. Cause at the store, like there was a night I was stiffed 17 times and it was like, that cost me money to work that show. Yeah. Ugh anyway okay. no it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. so but was there an incident apart from that where they were like where you didn't get to act as a manager maybe like in the last like couple years where they've gotten bigger and done more where they were oh like, yeah i mean definitely i've had to go get a manager for like someone that didn't want to pay a bill for or somebody you a like, bunk that card. was like arguing with me about like because you know people get drunk and then yep. they tell you that they, they, they didn't order what they ordered it gets so i just had to deal with this I right before we closed this, yeah yeah no it's just like Ugh. dude i'm not bringing this in for my health if it's in the computer they made it i brought it to they you they literally had to make it yes. and i had to bring it I'm to not you just bringing shit into and your drinking tab. it yeah. to myself no it's ridiculous i had somebody that was legitimately in my face screaming and yelling <laughs> i asked somebody are there horror stories? Yeah, that you're well, gonna get, ask get, or... no, get in there, get in there now because it comes up later. But go ahead. I mean, I can wait till that because I can also tell this is a different story. But Kay. I'll wait for that. But Kay. no, this woman was like in my face arguing, hammered in my face arguing. Of course, not so. And um, insisted on st- like 
talking to a manager but i'm like and they, they stood up for me at that point and we're just like what no, was it that she was she, arguing with you about though that she because they had had a lot of drinks and i probably should have cut them off sure before they had had the amount of drinks that they had had but she's like we only had did they had like eight drinks each and how much and, and they she were was like we only had two of these and two of these and i was like oh my god but they just get irate after a certain point and you're like we gotta just get you off the property yeah but there's also, I mean, what, wait, what was the question that started? If they this were whole like, thing? if if there was an incident that you can remember as of late, not where, where you, you acted as the manager, okay. but a manager had to come yeah, yeah. in. No, I mean, that's, that, generally speaking, like those, I've had definitely had customers that have wanted to get in my face, and Jesus, it's been do. like I had to like, and I'm very nice, but I'm also really into. I'm like, I will fist fight you, so <laughs> come at me, come Please. at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So I definitely have had to learn to be like, somebody get a manager because I need to stop talking. Yeah. Mm. Um, And we used to not be able to do that, but now we can. So now I've like, I've definitely learned to go ask for it. Yeah. But there's been moments on the old days, like Fat Tuesdays, where somebody like reached up and bitch slapped one of my (gasps) friends because she was like, if because they refused to pay for something. And then she's like, well, I'm taking it. And then they slapped her because she went to reach to grab it. I will die. Dude, it was crazy. And then another girl got hit with a shoe. What is going on? She got suspended. No, she did. Why? Because the manager at the time didn't have a spine. (sighs) Okay. Well, that's someone else. All right. What was the last straw that got you out of any of the customer service jobs that you didn't like? Obviously, like the comedy club in Boston, you sort of you were moving. So you were leaving there. But the job that you hated in Sherman Oaks, what got you out of that where you were like, I'm done. I'm not working here anymore. I was um, selling a lot and constantly in communication with the kitchen about things. And then the owner of the restaurant told the manager that I needed to be better at communicating things with the kitchen. And I was just like, I am the only person that talks to the kitchen. And I was already stressed at that point. I was like, you know what? Bye. Take this job and shove it. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, (laughs) did you go out in a blaze of glory or were you just, no, I was more, cause I'm actually like the manager of that place at the time is now like a rep for a coffee company. And at that point I was kind of like already in the world of culinary, like in the back of the house. And or was trying to be and they were pretty well known as really good at being really good at what they were doing mm-hmm. and i kind of knew that i needed to maintain some like semblance some of... semblance of like being a professional sure <laughs> so face a i bit. i put in like my two weeks and quit and da, 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 but it was definitely because of like stupid shit that i was like who cares you're being ridiculous like, and it was also sort of an uppity uh staff Nope. Can't work with those people. Very highbrow. Very like, <laughs> you don't get this joke. I'm like, no, I don't hang out at UCB for a reason. And I don't want to hang out with UCB people at a barbecue restaurant. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I have so many things to say, but I can't. Uh, how many bodily fluids have been on your person whilst you were working on the clock? Like, have you been barfed on, bled on, sweat on? Come on. <laughs> oh girl <laughs> you volunteered it i didn't say that um i mean i think i feel like punky said she's literally never been puked i keep i've never been puked on i had i at the at the job that we worked a month in i got puked on how have you never been puked on i've never been puked people have puked in my section but i've never sure. been puked on we've all had people puke in our sections but like never. i mean i don't even i don't know that I've had any super gross things happen to me. It's surprising. I think oh, that this is that whole thing that this is the theme of the podcast. Like nothing happens to Lee. That's what I'm calling this episode. Nothing, nothing happens, happens to Lee. Lee. <laughs> Lee lives in a bubble. <laughs> Lee breaks the bubble. She, I let people disgusting people into my bubble sometimes, but um, no. So yeah. no bodily fluids you can think of. I, Nobody mean, bled. I don't think I've ever been bled on. God damn. I think that even when you bartended, you didn't cut your hand. You didn't. Oh, I mean, I've cut myself. Okay. So like your own blood you've had, but nobody else. I've cut myself for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like, otherwise I just, I mean, just like the stuff that you deal with, I mean, gross stuff behind a bar and, you know, definitely people's saliva and shit like that. But I don't think by choice, not by choice. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Was there a, just the norm. Okay. I'm just going (laughs) to brush past it because I saw your face. Okay. Do you tip? Oh yes. How much? I tip 20%. That's your average. Yes. Do you ever tip more than I that? I tip more than that sometimes. Okay. What? Um, especially, I mean, if people give me a discount on something, I I way over tip. Same. Um, because I, I, you know, do the same for people and expect the same from people. I think though there's a, I remember in Boston, I used to 
like everybody over tips in Boston, which was, it was a hard. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. People like, it's like working with Armenians. There's like, it's. That is my, listen, if we're going to make a generalization about a group, you brought it up when I, I would, I love working shows that are all Armenian people. They ask for a lot. They like a lot of tea, but they tip their asses out. They fight over who's going to tip tip the bill. Oh, it's the best. It was, it's amazing. That's why I'm like, I'll work in Armenian benefit any day. You let me know. I will come in at 8 a.m. on a Sunday. I will will make scotch for these motherfuckers. (laughs) I I don't know how to do it, but I I will learn. I will stomp grapes. (laughs) Those people, they tip, they tip 50%. I mean, they tip. Oh, it's insane. Insanely. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it makes it worth your while. I'm like, they deserve, they know that they're asking a lot. It's almost like they're acknowledging that they're high Listen, if you're high maintenance, but you tip like that, yeah, I'll I will do run for you. That's what my job is. Hello. Yeah. That, thank you. But yeah, so no, I just. So what would cause you to tip more than 20? If the service is amazing, I'll always tip a little bit. I what always does amazing average service higher. Mean? Just knowing how to be around whenever I need you without being around too much. Okay. So the balance. Um, the balance is because okay. I do think it's a, it's a, it's a dance. Yes. And you need yes. to know how to do it. And yes. if you don't, it's obvious. Yep. Um, but really good servers make your experience. Like they're really knowledgeable about the um, menu. The menu. They can guide you through anything. They're fun. They have a personality. Mm-hmm. They, it doesn't not, seem like drudgery to them. It's not drudgery, but they're also not trying to insert themselves too much into your, into your experience. They're they not know, doing bits. Yeah, they know exactly. Like they're not trying to sit with you at the table, but they, <laughs> cause I have had people where I'm like, okay, that was funny, but go away. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it really is like the people that know the dance. Sure. And when you see that, it's so rare. I think these days, unfortunately, that when you see that you honor respect it. it and you honor it. Sure. And um, so I over tip for that. But I also think there's something to be said about, if somebody gives you two, a discount and then you pay more than you would have paid for the full bill in the tipping, that's stupid. Like, and I used to get annoyed with people because I'm like, now we're I'm spending more money than I would have spent had I not gotten the discount. Correct. What are you doing? Yeah, like, stop. So that was frustrating. So you know that you know you live and learn with the people you go out with, but generally speaking, yeah, I I have rarely tip less than twenty percent. There's been a couple times in LA though where I've. Can you talk about those? I, there was a play. <laughs> there was a. I went to eat at. The King's Head Pub in Santa Monica. I hate that place. Why does everyone love it? I know it's very British, but like, bleh. I mean, it's okay. But yeah, it's it was fine. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's I like, went, but she literally forgot to put our order in. Nope. And people around, we were there for like an hour, and people around us were getting their food, and she never apologized. Oh, she should have comped the whole bill. She should have done something. We didn't get any discounts. We didn't get anything, and she just finally brought the food out and didn't say anything about it. Oh, and, I would have been so mad. And I was literally like. It took it because this was when I I had only been in LA for like two years, and I was like, it took me six months to find a job, and you work here, yeah. and somebody's tipping you yeah. for this service. You're making a grip of money because you're in Santa Monica, so yeah. the bill average is higher. Dude, no, it was crazy. So I think I under t- I think I, but I I gave her probably fifteen percent. Yeah. So you didn't. St- do you ever stiff anybody? Never stiffed anybody. You never have in your whole life. I mean, probably in my life, but I don't have a specific memory of it. Okay. So um, now you no longer stiff people. I don't think I ever really stiffed people because my best friend, my best friend in college grew up in working in her parents' diner or her grandparents' diner. And so she was a waitress all through high school. And I started waiting tables when she got me the job at the Comedy Connection. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she, ever since I've been going to bars and restaurants as a person who earns money and can spend that money, I've been with people who've been working in restaurants. So they just so I never thought it was okay to not tip people. That's a good thing. And my parents always tipped. I think you you know you lead by example. Like we we celebrated by going out to dinner. That's what I loved to do with my dad when I was a kid. My dad, my mom, and I would literally any little excuse we'd go out to his favorite restaurant which is like the only fine dining restaurant in jackson at the time and but they tipped it was just what you did sure you know yeah my parents were generous too yeah. and it's like that's that's you do what you see okay and why already asked you well actually i didn't ask you this uh have you ever been stiffed oh god yeah okay nightly <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What do you think it is that causes people to get to stiff you at the comedy club? They think that, you know, it's like they think that they're in a restaurant and they're going to get the kind of service they would get if you were waiting on a five table section and, and you're waiting on at least 40 people, if not 70 people, sometimes a hundred, sometimes a hundred. So mm-hmm. it's like, and I try in the very beginning to be really clear that I was like, first round takes a long time. 
after that, I promise I'll be around all night. Da 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 da. Just be patient with me. Da, da. If I'm super busy, if not, I don't have to make that spiel. But if I know it's going to be crazy, but you know, people are going to be how they're going to be, and I think a lot of people make choices before they even leave their house that they're going to be unhappy with something. Correct. So you know what you can't make those people any any different, and you know you can stereotype different kinds of races all you want, but honestly, like nowadays, I feel like. Those stereotypes are less true than they ever have been. I agree. And the people that I expect the least from usually give me give more. you the most. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and you can't say like any blanket statements about a certain race of people. No, just other not, than our, the Armenians tip eight hundred percent. But other than that, <laughs> which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, not anymore. Like I mean, yeah. I definitely still go into the into some things with like old school mentality mentality about like oh here we go. Here we go. But honestly, I've been more often than not surprised in a good way. That's good by them know. lately. Okay. Do but you, yeah, and, nightly I get stiffed. Yeah. Same. <laughs> okay. Have you ever been fired from a customer service job? Have you ever been fired from No. That's awesome. You were the first person I've interviewed that said no. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of interviews to the first one. <laughs> I don't think I've ever... I mean, I've been fired from one job in my entire life, and that was the first assistant management job that I had here, and it was for a music manager, and it was because I made a really terrible choice to pretend that I I was it was like an investor for his company and he was asking me about music and we were at a concert and I was trying to like fake it till you make it and oh I just boy. put my foot in my mouth and I and I didn't know something that I was pretending that I knew and he called me on it and it wasn't dramatic but then the next I I didn't think anything of it other than I was like oh fuck yeah but then the next day my boss went from you're the best I've ever had to I'm gonna have to let you go it's not working out what did you lie about do you remember not knowing who Jeff Beck was Oh, I don't know who that is. He's a, guitar- is- He's a famous guitarist. And you like lied and said you knew who he I was? Thought he was. I thought Beck and Jeff Beck were the same person, which Aww. is a grave error in rock and roll. Oh, but in life, that's not stupid. That makes sense. But I was like 24. Yeah, that leap makes sense. And I was, but I was working for a music manager. Yeah, that you needed you to know that. Or to just be like, I don't know who that is. Just I mean, literally it. everybody that I know that knows him, that knows Jeff Beck goes, ooh. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. I, like, so that I know it was right, terrible. I get it. I got fired. <laughs> Leave me alone. You know. Okay. So now for the like horror story question. So however this fits in, the question is actually who's the worst customer you've ever had to deal with. But if the horror story doesn't fall under that, then answer that after the worst customer. What was the horror story I was going to tell you? I don't remember. God damn it. You said you had a horror story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I was standing in the OR, the original room. At the and comedy store. I was at the comedy store and I was waiting on a table I was in. So there's three sections in the original room, C on the left, B in the middle and A on the right. And I was in the A section. But at this point we had a couple tables in the middle. So I was, I was on the side of, of the middle section and my back was to the rest of A and I was waiting on somebody. And then somebody behind me stood up and clapped. The show was going on. Lee. Like I cannot stood up and clapped no and said hey no and clapped at me no and i looked at i looked at my table and i was like excuse me for one second (laughs) and i turned around and i said i'm sorry have you ever been in public before you did not say that Mm -hmm. (laughs) what did they do he sat down and then i turned around and finished taking this order and then i went over there and i was like did you need something because there's a show going on and I would have been to you. Well, you haven't been here in like an hour, which is a customer's favorite they, thing. Uh, they to say. love to say an hour. I'm like, dude, the show hasn't even been going for an you hour. You haven't literally been in the seat for, for an, an hour. hour. It's so, and I'm you like, have a drink in front of you. It's like they all got really high before yep. they came in, and yep. time time just, means nothing. Ships time just passes by. <laughs> it's ridiculous, and everything's an hour. So yeah, no. So he sat down, and then at the end of the night instead of like they crossed out the tip and wrote an arrow and then it said here's a tip stop being such a bitch <gasps> on my oh, credit card slip but See, it was i, I literally wore it like I a would, badge of honor yeah though. it was hilarious because i was like i for the rest of the night i was like mm-hmm, what can i get you go fuck yourself yeah <laughs> what can i get you go fuck yourself <laughs> and you're like the glory of this yeah. is worth i know i'm not i know get i'm not getting you. money yeah see so. i would have stopped going to the table but i'm petty as fuck so i just yeah that's I, that's not the solution either My i mean solution. he was clapping in the middle of the show Girl, like i can't you're not a dog dude oh i can't also like it's not like we're on our cell phones by the fucking computer just like with I'm our thumb up our asses room we're with another customer and running around my favorite is when they 
physically touch us whilst we're having a conversation with a different table. Oh, you have a full, or you have a full tray of drinks and they're like, excuse me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, let me put this, let me just hold this 50 40 pound pound, yeah. tray of drinks so that I can hear what you need to tell me. Oh, oh, and you want to order food? You need chicken tenders right now. Right now. I have had people be like, I have diabetes. I need to eat food. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's poor planning. Yeah. That don't got shit to do with me. Yeah. You should decide you need a, a Jolly need Rancher. To travel with crackers. Yeah. <laughs> you need purse crackers, you dumb bitch. I have goldfish in my car at all times for in case of emergency in situation. In case of a diabetic coma. Yeah. And I am not diabetic. I just get hangry. <laughs> okay. Is that the example of the worst customer that you can think of off the top of your head? Or I mean, to for me, like I've definitely had some ghetto people that you know, like I was saying before that like somebody slapped a girl with a shoe, but it wasn't, it wasn't to me, but I was there during that point and I was the head waitress. So I had to be like, this is not like, I went to the promoter. I was like, you, your customers are slapping my girls with shoes. (laughs) Like this is, what did we need to talk about this? What did he say? He was mad because he was like trying to turn it into a race issue. And I'm like, it doesn't honestly matter. Like they didn't yell a slur at anybody. So if, they're trying to take a drink that's, that hasn't been paid for off of a table there. He was like, well, they should know. They should know better. And I was like, no, 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 that's not okay. Also, have they ever been in, like, I don't go to restaurants and be like, that glass of wine looks delicious. I'm going to scoop it. That's not a thing. No, I used to have people take shit off. Those shows, I would like put a tray down on a table and, and people turn around and half the shit was gone. And I was like, oh, girl, uh, 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 what the fuck? Oh, I would have lost it. It was a free for all. It was insane. Well, you earned, you earned your stripes. Well, yeah. On that note, we're going to transition onto the good stuff. We hope you saved room for dessert. What was the nicest thing a customer has ever done for you that you can think of? Well, I mean, the most recent is I was just back. I had been gone for three weeks um, to Mississippi and I had just been back for like a night or two. And there was a guy there who came in late tall heavy set obviously a drinker but like you mentioned him he was so he was just you know i was keeping an eye on him because i was like he it could have gone either way he could have been drinking too much and gotten belligerent but he was drinking shots of jaeger and he was doing jaeger bombs didn't you say jaeger bombs and gray goose and sevens (laughs) i was like ugh. i mean immediate judgment ensued after that order of course but he was older so i was like i mean he this must be his thing right and he had several and then i was like okay do I need to cut him off? But he was maintaining and it was like longer periods of time in between. And then he's like, can I buy you a shot? And I was like, you sure can. Okay. <laughs> so then we did a shot and then he was like, can I move up? And I was like, sure. Cause it was towards the end of the night. And I was like, yeah, move up where you're comfortable. Also, he asked, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt your story, but the number of people that are just entitled and do whatever they want. Like when someone is that kind and just says, may I do this thing? Yeah. But recognizing they're in a theater, you can do whatever the fuck you want you just earned your you just earned everything yep. you, you want front row like carte blanche whatever Boom. the fuck you want yeah yep. and then he bought an audience he bought the dude that was sitting next to him in the back that also moved up he bought him a shot God and then bless him and then i gratted his check and then meaning you added a gratuity, added it was a gratuity okay and because it was well over 100 at that point and then he asked dana who i was in the room with the other server because i was i had dropped the check and then left the room and he said hey can you ask her I want to give her more than this. Can I do that? Bless him. And so he gave me $100 on top of what I gratted him. And then when I went outside to find him, to thank him, he was standing outside waiting for an Uber. And he was like, you're such, he's like, you are just, I own a bar in Long Island and I just really appreciate good service. And you were just really sweet. And I want to make sure you're taken care of. And then he was like, can I take a picture with you? Did you say yes? Yeah, it was really funny. Yeah, it was really sweet. I don't so, think he came in the next night. You I don't think he said, did either because I was looking for him because yeah. he said he was coming back a couple nights in a row and then I never saw him again. But he was really sweet. So that, I, that made my night, especially because I had been gone for a couple weeks and was broke You as needed fuck. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's lovely. Okay. And what's the nicest thing that a customer has done for you while you were... Did I just ask that? Was that the question I just asked? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm terrible at this job. <laughs> Fire me. Um, what's the best lesson you've learned, you personally have learned from working in customer service? Um patience on the other end of it like being in a restaurant or being in a bar and recognizing that you are not the center of the universe (laughs) and that people like shit could be on fire and you can't tell and somebody in front of you if if you can't tell from them is probably doing a really good job of like maintaining but there's a difference between something legitimately happening and then terrible service and so i think that it's helped me tell the difference between those two and 
to and give people a lot of chances to you know to do a good job sure but also just general respect for people mm. I just think it teaches you how to talk to people it teaches you I don't just work ethic the service industry gives you a tremendous work ethic mm-hmm. because you're hustling all the time all the time and it and your rent depends on it yeah so it's like you being good at your job which is why it gets so frustrating in LA because I think a lot of people think they're entitled to it but being good at it is a whole different thing like it requires a skill that a yes. lot of people don't have mm-hmm. being good at customer service is something it's a skill Well, and you swallow a lot. I mean, if you on the street said to me some of the things that have been said to me whilst I was working in customer service, like you'd be in a coma. But the fact that we're in this position, we can't really say and do all the And like the company store gives us a lot of... There's we a get lot. a lot of loot. I call it like the ugly or the uh, coyote ugly of. Oh, it's so true. Of, of, of like, comedy. <laughs> of comedy. Because and it's not like not just saying that you're going to get shit on and you're going to have to like it. But I just think that it does give you a little leeway to be like. I don't have time for your attitude right now. Yeah. Literally time. It's not even like a pride issue of, you know, I mean, I've had people call me outside of my name and stuff, which makes me crazy. Mm. But it's that issue of I literally don't have time for you to shit on me because I have 80 other people that need drinks yesterday. Yeah. So like I I can't. Okay. Shit on someone else. Like shit on your wife or your husband or whatever. Yeah, You're obviously a miserable person. Yeah. And that has then got shit to do with me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, All right. What's one piece of advice that you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Oh, the same in that they just have patience and like recognize that there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that you don't see. So just I would always give people the benefit of the doubt in the beginning. And obviously, if towards the end, they're being rude to you, or you know, you're not getting anything you asked for or whatever. But I do think like if somebody's trying, you can tell if they're good at their job, you can tell. So just go in, go in with the idea that you're going to be well taken care of. And if you're not, then you have the right to be upset about it. But just give people the benefit of the doubt up front, because it's a really stressful job, no matter what you're doing. But it's a really stressful job in any way, you know, but ours specifically with the high volume cocktail and like it takes such a toll on your body because you're carrying such heavy trays and it's walking 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 just it's like you're running a marathon for six hours with 40 pound trays in your hand you Mm -hmm. know so like just pay attention to your surroundings i think and don't think you're the center of the universe because you're not they're dealing with a million things at one time and you're not the only difficult personality and like you holding me up at this table be asking me a hundred questions that have nothing to do with anything is keeping me from the line of 30 people behind you who still haven't even been acknowledged by me yeah, yeah. and also tipping because like people we make minimum wage mm-hmm. Plus, which is not a living wage anyway. And you guys shouldn't be responsible for us to be able to pay our rent. We all can agree on that. Minimum wage is not a living wage. Full stop. Right. But we work in an industry where socially speaking, we have all agreed this is this is a tipping industry. You're paying for a service. Correct. You're paying for a service. And and that is it's it's socially acceptable. It's where we're at. It's this country is just we've just accepted that. And it's also a choice. It's like, you know, there was. I was having a conversation with Jen the other day because of this current situation. And I think that there's a, you know, there's sort of this idea from some people, unfortunately, who are really like who have jobs that required like, you know, law degrees or medical degrees or something. Oh, but that somehow makes you better, better and Mm -hmm. less or like we deserve sort of this punishment, this punishment of not knowing where our next paycheck is coming from because we made this choice. But it's like, but we chose we're really well educated and also chose to live a life that is a little more free form and it's scary, but it's because we're, prov- we're providing you with other things mm-hmm. like art sure. and music. Yeah. Most and of pastry us have and pastries and all of these things. Like, so you have to like, it is hard to quantify it because it's not tangible stuff necessarily, sure. but it's stuff that enriches your life. So you're going to, be my accountant, but I'm going to make you laugh or I'm going to make you enjoy food or, or paint you a painting. Or paint you a painting. Or, yeah, yeah. So you have to like respect that that's what these jobs are there to help other people, you know, or just, and for the people that have chosen customer service that don't have another like artistic hustle or whatever, that just like doing it. Cause there's people that really but, like and it's, doing and it. And it's also a skill. Like I, like I was saying before it, not everybody can do it. Well, if you're good at your job, if you can sell me a steak 
like it's poetry. Yeah. I'm going to give you all my money. All my money. And then you got me to pair it with some weird ass wine that yeah. I, I wasn't even like going to drink tonight. And all $20 of a, sudden, a glass okay. or $30 a glass. But you said it goes really well with yeah. this particular. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to say about customer service in general? Anything else? Any other thoughts you have or anything that you're like, I wish people knew this thing or knew this story or. No, I just wish that people, I think that it does. I really wish that everybody had the chance to work in in the business so that they'd get it. Like, I, I think that there's a sense of hierarchy towards people who work in customer service. Um, and I think that it's so unnecessary because, you know, we we're like in the trenches yeah. for you. So you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you're goddamn welcome. Fucking That's, motherfuckers. What a good way to end. <laughs> okay, Lee. Well, how can people get in touch with you? Are you currently taking orders for Abington Avenue? Do you offer like dietary needs based food? Are you like, just basically like how can people get fed by you? So I'm, so I'm on Instagram at Abington Ave pastry. Can you spell that? A-B-I-N-G-T-O-N-A-V-E pastry, P-A-S-T-R-Y. And there's a link to my website at abingtonavpastry.com. But you could go to that directly and order online. You can go to Instagram and DM me or order through my website, whatever you want to do. But yeah, I do literally all kinds of special requests, anything that you love that you can't find anywhere, things from your childhood, anything that I advertise online. But I'm building a menu based on requests that people make of the things that they love and they have these like nostalgic connections to. And what's an example of one? So like Jesus Trejo, one of our mutual favorite comics. I had been talking about this when I first started my business and he came up to me like a couple months later, he's like, Hey, I remember you were saying this is what you do. But I was just saying like, I really like to help people connect to the memories and stuff. And he said, my mom used to make this bread pudding called Caparitata um, and she's sick and she can't do it anymore. And do you think you'd be able to figure out how to make it and then make it for me for Christmas so I can surprise my family. So this was last Christmas. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let me make, let me make a small one, bring it to you, let you taste it. If it's, then we can adjust it. However, and then I'll then I'll charge you for it if you like it. So I made him a little baby one and he was like that's exactly what it tastes like. I love that. So and I learned like I it's it's a Mexican dessert. Yeah, I feel like, like I've heard of it before. It's a bread pudding but it's like um it's like a like the poor man's version because there weren't eggs and milk and 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 that kind of stuff. So it was like simple syrup, like a sugar syrup layered in conchas, which is like sure. a like a latino pastry, but um it was just really fun to learn how to do. And he, it was so sentimental to him and it meant so much that he did. Like both of us were crying at one point. Like it was ridiculous. It was just, it just meant so much that he trusted me with it. Sure. But that's the kind of stuff that I love to do. Plus just any sort of nostalgic Americana that I just have used my like French pastry skills to sort of elevate and take to another level, but like a Twinkie or something. If we were like, yeah, pop, I make homemade pop tarts. They are so good. Homemade Cracker Jacks. Gluten free. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I've had it. Okay. Amazing. Well, we are going to drop checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at service from hell, leave a five star review on iTunes and tell your friends to listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. And if you have stories of your own, we'd love to hear from We'd love to hear them. Email us here at service from hell podcast at gmail.com. And someone from our team will let you know if we're going to read your story live on air. Remember if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. Holla. It's easier that way. <laughs> thank you so much for being on Lee. We really appreciate you. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Yeah, that's going to be it, guys. Good night. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.